You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 497 of Podcateers. Well, it's the final episode of 2023, and we revisit some of the happenings for the Disney company and the resorts. Now, since there isn't much to intro past that, uh, I want to take a moment to say thank you. Year after year, we're thankful that you've chosen to spend time with us, and there's never a moment that we don't appreciate every one of you, especially considering that 2024 will mark the 10-year anniversary of Podcateers. Now, before we begin, I want to thank a very special group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we upload to Patreon, random giveaways, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. If you want to join the conversation, we would love to have you. You can join us over on Instagram and Facebook, of course, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining our community is really simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com links and click on the Discord button to join. So that's it. It is time to send off 2023 and welcome 2024. Uh, if there were any moments that stick out to you in 2023, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you. Leave them as a comment on any of our social media. Or, of course, we again, we would love to have you on Discord. Uh, and let's have a conversation about what we hope to see in 2024 as well. So to all of you that are hanging with us for the first time, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. From all of us here, we want to wish you a wonderful, safe, healthy, and prosperous new year. Here is episode 497 of Podcateers. I'm going. All right. <laughs> we're going. It's beginning to look a lot like after Christmas. The Yay. deals. All the deals <laughs> after Christmas. Deals. I don't know. There are a lot of deals for Christmas. Are there deals? So did you get what you wanted for Christmas this year? Either one of you? Yeah. I want to say yeah. I'll say yes. <laughs> um, A little late, but yes. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> hey, better, better late arrives. than never. <laughs> yep. Yeah, better late than never. That's true. Yeah, I think, you know, I made a uh, a, a pretty substantial Amazon uh, and other website lists, and most of it all uh, got purchased, surprisingly enough. So uh, I've been pretty happy. I got a couple of new... Uh, toys for recording and making life a little easier when it comes to recording stuff and plus lots of fun uh indiana jones stuff of course so i i've uh quite fun. happy with my uh my christmas uh haul as you might call it um i know hazen was showing us uh, a whole plethora of playing cards <laughs> that came for christmas yeah. <laughs> i got uh, a good amount of playing cards there was a lot of food themed playing cards some donuts some cookies some yummy uh, cards. The <laughs> company that I 
Yeah. That, but they taste like cardboard. They do not taste like all the sugar that's supposedly in the ingredients. But don't Have try you tried milk? Them. They're not good. Oh, that's <laughs> where I went wrong. Maybe I should dip the cards in milk before I eat them. <laughs> uh, the company that I buy the majority of my cards from, shout out SoCal Playing Cards. Uh, they've released their own deck over the holidays as well. Uh, their company, obviously because they're in Southern California, uh, has a lot of theming you know, with the California bear and the California flag and everything. And they released a deck that's themed to the California flag. So I got a handful of decks uh, to commemorate that. The finish and the type of card and stock, the card stock that they used is one that I like and that I'm familiar with. And so their deck was priced uh, a lot more affordably than a lot of the hype decks that are out that I tend to collect at times. And so you know, I picked up a handful of those to make sure that I got, like, good cards to play around with. But outside of that, um, I I was able to cash in some Disney gift cards and order a few stuff from Shop Disney. I ordered, uh, remember the Haunted Mansion ornaments that I told you I really wanted mm-hmm. that I hadn't been able to get for yeah. some time? So I got, I got two out of the three. They had uh, the Master Gracie... And they had the Hitchhiking Ghost ones on sale. And they also had, like, free shipping, you know, because, you know, they, they always do that. They always do, like, the order $75 or more and get free shipping, blah, yep. blah, blah. And the ornaments were on sale. But I, I happened to be on the site. I didn't happen to be on the site. I had a freaking alarm and everything. <laughs> uh, because guess who got an alert and place an order, and in a matter of days after we do this recording, is finally getting Lorcana. Mm. No way! <laughs> yes, I got. So the, you know, I've talked about it a lot. I did. I was all like, "Boohoo!" Woe is me, because I was like, "Oh, I'm not meant to have this game." Blah blah blah. Because every attempt at getting it was not turning up my way. So a, a buddy of mine at work actually got me the chapter two stuff like the second wave like the expansion stuff that was nice um, on yeah so he got me the expansions and so i still needed like chapter one and i don't know if i told you but disney had announced that on the 22nd of december they were going to be doing a release on shop disney and it was at like midnight because they were doing the 3 a.m eastern time thing again and i was like i know where this leads i i was i was a part of this one you know i (laughs) it's and so I was kind of, I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it, but I happened to be up and I had like the notification pop up and I thought, ah, should I try? I mean, uh, what am I going to lose, right? If I get it, I get it. If I don't, you know, business as usual. And so I went on the website and as soon as I clicked on the Lorcana page, I was put in a digital queue, very similar mm. to the one that they did for like D23 and all that other stuff. And I thought, whoa, this is new. I, I feel like they're finally going to manage this release a little bit better. And so uh, the queue actually, when I went in there, <laughs> the queue said I was like 2,613 as soon as I like uh. landed on the site. And I was like, oh, this is not a good sign. No. And I thought, all right, well, I'll, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes. If I can you know, find what I want in 15 minutes, then cool. Or if I make it through the line, whatever. And if I don't, I was already not expecting to get it. So, you know, I'm not putting my expectations up for this again. 
So within two minutes of being on there, it dropped me down to like 900 something. Mm. So what I'm Whoa. thinking happened is a bunch of other people saw that number two and they were like, eh, I'm out. And then they just left because, you know, they just didn't know if they were going to get the, the cards or anything. Uh, cause that's how I felt. Almost five minutes into it, I was like 130 something. Hey, and I thought, nice. wait a second, this is not looking bad right now. This is looking promising. So I waited another two minutes and I was number 24. And I was like, oh, this is going <laughs> to <Nice>. happen. <laughs> and so I knew that they were going to do a limit. Like it was two per customer like or per order. So if you had multiple logins, obviously you could place multiple orders. So I knew people were going to do that anyway. But I was like, I'm close at this point. I might as well try for this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm so right. close this time. My number comes up and the page says, you are next in line. Do not leave this page. The page will refresh on its own. I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so it refreshes the page and it tells me right before it goes to the Lorcana page, you have 10 minutes to shop and check out or you will lose your spot. I was like, oh, Okay, that is how they are guaranteeing people are. Yeah, because if you left and you refreshed, you ended up at the end of the queue again. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't load multiple ones because it was keeping track by like your IP or something or your MAC address or whatever on your computer. I don't know what technology they use, but they were keeping track of it so that you couldn't have multiple windows open. So I I get in, I'm in, you know, I see that they have like the holiday stuff on sale. I already knew that I wanted the ornaments. So I went and I quickly added the ornaments. I added the chapter one box and then each of the expansion packs for the chapter one expansions. And I checked out and I got an email saying, congratulations, your order was placed. You'll get a confirmation email once it's shipped. And then yesterday afternoon, I got a confirmation email saying that my order had shipped. Nice. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm finally getting this. This is finally happening. Like, I'm finally getting Lorcana. So we were pretty excited. I told my youngest, who really enjoys, like, playing board games and card games, uh, he's the one that's really into Pokemon right now. We were, like, playing the actual card battling Pokemon game oh, wow. uh, a couple nights ago. And so he's been really into it. So when I told him I got Lorcana, he got like super excited. <laughs> so uh, we have that to look forward to. But overall, uh, I feel like it was good. You know, I got uh, some good stuff and I was happy that they put some kind of measure in place to allow like all of that to happen. Because otherwise, I feel like it would have just been bombarded like it was the last time with bots and people trying to order. And oh, yeah, would have just yeah. disappointed a bunch of other people again. All right. So 2023. What a roller coaster year for the Disney company, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) definitely a lot of times where personally, I can't speak for either one of you, but personally, there were a lot of things that I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like, oh, that that's Disney magic right there. And there were other times where I was like, what is happening with the Disney company right now? (laughs) What are you doing? Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we figured we would take this episode to talk. You know, it's basically going to be a giant great moments with Mr. Andrew episode. It's going to be the same format. We're going to go down the year month by month trying to pick out some of the most 
memorable or some of the most important things or some of the things that you might remember. Uh, obviously, we're not going to remember everything, right? A lot of these were off the top of our heads. A lot of these were uh, from articles that we had notes on when we recorded episodes, you know, that month or something. Uh, a lot of, you know, when the Disney company puts out announcements on like the Parks blog, for instance, a lot of them are feel-good pieces that the Disney company is putting out there to show some of the good things that they do. They're obviously not going to put up their negative press because they that's not right. their brand, right? But, I mean, there were some negative things that happened with the Disney company this year, and we will talk about them. You know, it's not fair for us to only talk about all of the good things, especially when a lot of the bad things affected cast members who you know, are the ones that bring the magic. And it would be unfair to all those people that, you know, we are always commending on the magic that they make, you know, to not talk about those things that made it unfair, especially for them. So uh, we will talk about those later in the episode. I'd say we jump right in. Are we good? We started starting with January. Yeah. Uh, one of the really big things, I guess, for people that visit downtown Disney in January was that La Brea Bakery was closing down. Uh, people made a, a really big deal about that because La Brea Bakeries, it was there for a really long time. And uh, it was a staple for anybody that was there. For Like for us, for like Chalk Walk, it was like really big, right? Because they yeah. had like hot coffee and hot chocolate and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I guess, I didn't know this, but I guess La Brea Bakery exited the restaurant business. Like they just yep. didn't want to do restaurants anymore. They just like, yep, sorry. They and had that... two, I think was, they only had two. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they just decided like, we're not doing this anymore. Like we're we're done. See, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this until I started trying to remember like what the, the stuff that happened in January was. And I read somewhere that, uh, I, I think it was on the Disney Parks blog that they just decided they're exiting the restaurant business and so you know it didn't it didn't take too long before later in the year Earl of Sandwich took over the that area that La Brea Bakery you know was once in but I know a lot of people were sad when that closed because it was a staple for a lot of people so that happened um Bob Iger returned to the office officially as the reinstated Disney CEO. Now, this was an announcement that actually happened November of 2022. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with, you know, Bob Chapek leaving and then the holidays coming up and everything, I guess Bob Iger was like, ah, I'm going to take a few weeks off and I'll kind of run Disney from afar. And I, I'll, I'll remotely run Disney until January when he went back to the office. And then he announced, hey, hybrid employees, uh, we know that this works really well for you, but starting March 1st, you have to come into the office four days a week. Like that's non-negotiable anymore. That's like you, you got to come back to the office because he did. And so he said everybody had to come back. Uh, I think the reasoning was because he said that it was better for collaboration and for all sorts of stuff. You know, so I know that there was a lot of Disney employees that were not looking forward to that. I mean, what are you going to do, right? If they're they're saying do this or don't get paid, I guess they didn't really have too much of an option other than to not get paid by Disney and find something else, right? Exactly. It's That's kind of the you're at the whims of your employer kind of thing when it comes to that. And it sucks that, you know, they weren't given the option to choose. But it's 
they are one of the many, 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 many companies that have said, you know, come back to the office or don't bother coming back. Yeah. Pretty much, I would say that he just ripped the Band-Aid off and was like, we're starting this year this way. Rip. And that's it. You know, I will, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I hate to say it too, because I've I've been such a big fan of Bob Iger for a long time. But I feel like there are certain things I don't feel I know because of the comments that we'll be talking about from later in the year from Bob Iger. But Mm. there's a lot of things that Bob Iger's just out of touch with now. I mean, he's like a 70 something year old man. Like, he's. Yeah. It comes with the yeah. territory, which I mean, I'm not, I'm not making an excuse, but he's a crotchety a old man. Era. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like, yeah, like you said, Mel, it's a different era of thinking of how business and everything is conducted. Less stressful. I, it's <laughs> way less stressful, but um, for a lot of people, that's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like that, you know, but. It was just weird that the way that Bob Iger came about it was like, yeah. and then with the whole like everybody like Imagineering closing and moving to Florida and that never happened because of everything with the governor of Florida. Yeah. Oh, yep. talk about another <laughs> roller coaster of things. It was either January or February, if I remember correctly, but that's when they decided to sue the state of Florida over what had happened. Or was that later in the year? Was that like March? I would have guessed March. Um, but yeah, the Disney company <laughs> decided to sue them. So, you know, we'll, we'll eventually get to March, but, uh, let's see. January was also the Disney 100 celebration kickoff. Mm-hmm. So some of the good things obviously included, uh, are people like on board with wondrous journeys finally, or is it one of those like, yeah, you tried Disney bring back, you know, remember dreams come true or something i mean that's my uh answer always is bring know, back that's why i brought dreams it up right now. True is the um the answer from me every single time but i thought wondrous journeys was pretty good now i i only was able to see the fireworks part of it once of the four or five times i tried to watch it because every time it was too windy blah 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 so I don't have very fond memories of it because it was mostly uh, trying to just sitting around for a couple hours and then not getting to see fireworks. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know what the general consensus is. I, I think it's kind of a middle of the road thing. I don't think people are going to be as upset when it leaves as they were like with the 60th uh, fireworks. Um, but I don't think they're going to be like throwing a parade that it's gone sort of thing it's just kind of like (laughs) it it was there and it happened and it was fine yeah Yeah. did you have an opportunity to watch world of color one i don't think i had no wait Mm, i don't remember now (laughs) i think you would have told us i don't remember (laughs) let me do this why don't i go to you pictures my pictures and see Mel, while, he, while he's looking mel where do you stand on wondrous journeys and I, I don't know if you saw it in person i know i had an opportunity to skim through world of color one on youtube but i never saw it in person 
Dude, I haven't even seen it on YouTube. Really? I'm horrible. <laughs> yes. So I technically don't know about it and stuff. I mean, just the just the basic when we were talking about it, but I have no idea. I, I still haven't seen it. I, I know I'm behind on stuff, so maybe I should try watching everything this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, I think it got a bad rap. I liked it. I liked Roller Coaster. Yeah. There was a really nice Coco segment that was a part of it as well. Uh, they added Grogu to it. Yes, I've, I'm vaguely remembering this now. Yeah, I liked the song. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like as iconic as some of the other songs from some of the other, like World of Colors and some mm-hmm. of the other shows that they do, but. In general, I liked it. I think it was a good World of Color show. And I think for the most part, it gets a little bit of a bad rap. I mean, uh, it was for not yeah. being like. It was kind know. of the Walt Disney Company, the the show. It was like, here's, yeah. some, here's some animation. Here's some live action. Here's some Lucasfilm. Here, I mean, well, here's some Star Wars. Here's some Marvel. Here's some Nat Geo. I don't know if they have. Here's a BSPN. Here's some <laughs> Simpsons. I, it didn't There's have all no that. There's no ESPN or Simpsons. <laughs> but, but that's the thing, right? Like when you're such a large media company that covers so many pieces of pop culture, how do you incorporate everything? Like they were trying to do their best to incorporate everything for the Disney 100, but that's also the problem. I was right? going to say, when here's you the thing. You so don't. Much, you just can't. You're right. Exactly. And that and it was good that they didn't try to shoehorn in like a bunch of Fox properties into the Disney stuff uh, because, you know, it just wouldn't have gone. And I think that's the problem that most people had with like Wondrous Journeys. I know for me, that was the original reaction to it. Right. Because they debuted the song at D23. And I remember thinking about it like this is not like a Disney song. It's very folky. It's very like non disney-esque and it felt it felt like a dreamworks song for a little bit to me like the, it didn't have the magic of a disney song mm-hmm. but it grew on me you know i think the overall idea of the show and the song and everything ended up growing on me over time uh, i still don't think it's in the same category as like remember dreams come true but the preacher of the choir you know, there buddy boy you know, but it it was it it was okay. It was good for what it was. Yeah, I mean that. I I think they need to either go like that's the thing. They should just the goal should be. I know the, the company and then the creatives have two different mindsets. Like the goal should be let's make a cool show, not. Let's have synergy based on the company, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And, and make sure we include all uh, the all the points that are very popular. We got to put Grogu in there and we got to put this and we got to put that. It was like then you're kind of tied to making a it ties you down and not being able to create the show that might be the best version of the show. But it's not hitting all the company lines sort of thing. So I think that's where like that, that's kind of where I feel like the original world of color. Remember dreams come true. Like the original phantasmic, all of these have less, you know, they all still feature a bunch of Disney stuff, but 
they they kind of have a thesis and a like a, a, like an idea behind them that's not just let's show you all the the disney stuff but they have like you know the remember dreams come true is like the one fireworks show that's just not here's all the disney songs that you know from the disney movies that's the it's it's actually park things and that's <laughs> that's what i wanted the 60 Disneyland 60th to be, but it wasn't, it was, Hey, you know, D- Disneyland, remember Disneyland and how it's celebrating its 60th, uh, anniversary. How about a song from Aladdin? <laughs> how Here's about Frozen. that? What does frozen have to do with Disneyland? Nothing. It has nothing to do with <laughs> Disneyland. So I'll complain about this for the rest of time. Then it's fine. But that's the thing with world of color too, was they're like, okay, let's pick properties that represent color. Well, and like and and we can express things with color and 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 use this technology well and the same thing with phantasmic let's just make a cool show in mickey's imagination and we don't have to put you know the you know who would have thought that uh you know today they're not going to put pink elephants on parade in a fireworks show or something they're not going to make a rock and roll cover of that they're you know i i know i'm getting on a way big long tangent here where we're supposed to be we're only in january still but there's there's my <laughs> two cents uh, when we start talking about shows i get really heated i need to chill out this is gonna be a short episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I hear what you're saying, though, because the the fan base for Disney has grown tenfold with all of the properties that they have. Right. And really, they're not looking at it as, as sometimes I feel like they're not looking at it as, hey, let's put together this nice show that represents fandom. Instead, let's shoehorn in every property that represents every fandom we own so that everyone exactly. feels like they're included. Right. And I think even with Paint the Night, which is one of my favorite parades, there's certain and, and, and the thing about Paint the Night is that it it's all fairly cohesive. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are certain segments that layer on top of each other that seem like they just don't belong next to each other. Like the transitions between certain like songs and floats just don't feel as natural as they do with other parades. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you try to like stack too much too soon. And But you know, like we said, we're still in January. So uh, <laughs> show on just shows coming up. <laughs> uh, let's see what else happened in January. Where uh, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway yippee, open. Yippee. Yeah. Yippee. Did it. I want to say that that's the highlight of January. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, yeah. Toontown was still closed because it was still undergoing its reimagining. But for, I mean, obviously it was iconic, not just because it's a it's a good ride, it's a good attraction, but it marked the very first time, especially at Disneyland, Walt Disney World already had this, but it marked the first time at Disneyland that Mickey and Minnie had their own attraction. Right, well, Mickey and Minnie together, like there, so there was like, it, it kind of like vaguely like if depends on how you want to put it because there was like the Mickey Mouse Club Theater, um, right? No, and, I mean like together, like as part of the same storyline on the and attraction. that specifically Disneyland because there was also Walt Disney World had the Mickey Mouse Review and things like that. But yeah, if you go do specific Disneyland, then yes, this is true. Yeah, so I I don't know. I feel comfortable calling that the highlight of January. Um, let's see what else happened in, Works let's see, me. Splash Mountain closed in Walt Disney World in January as well. 
um, just to to kind of put a pin in uh, other things that ha- uh, happened. Uh, and oh yeah! By the way, true. my notes for what I'm talking about are very heavy DLR. Well, that's There's why I'm gonna yeah. Disney I'm World, just gonna so. kind of like pop in here with other notes I have. Uh, There's one specifically that I mention, and you know what it is. I'm not gonna get to it right now, but you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. January I already know. <laughs> January 11th, Super Kitties premiered on Disney Junior. And yeah, Aww. we're done. <laughs> we're done with January. <laughs> if we're already in Super Kitties on Disney Plus, let's move to February. Oh, um, uh, also, the Alice comedies and Oswald the Lucky Rabbit shorts entered the public domain on January first, twenty twenty three. Nice. There that we means That's... that I could start putting that on t shirts. You can put Sweet. all the Oswald stuff you want. Yeah, the original nice. version. <laughs> all right. February 2023, uh, Magic Happens, Return to the Disneyland Resort. Uh, Let's see, Marvel's Moon Girl, debuted at California Adventure. French Market, closed to make way for Tiana's Palace. Let's see. Oh, speaking of Oswald, Oswald and Hortensia appeared for the Lunar New Year this year. That was uh, a really nice big change that happened as part of Lunar New Year. You know how Disney's always talking about, you know, inclusivity and they made it the additional key uh, in February. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, last year in April of, of 2022, they added the bust of Frederick Douglass to the lobby of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln in the Opera House. Like Lincoln had already talked about it as part of the show. Like he talked about the relationship, I think, that he had with Frederick Douglass and as a, like to expand on that relationship, one of the I forgot the acronym for the group that it's like a like an inclusivity group, like a like a diversity group as part of Disney, I believe. But they worked with ABC, uh, with Robin Roberts, National Geographic, and they added a brand new nine minute video that talked about the relationship with Lincoln and uh, Frederick Douglass. Uh, so that was like a whole new, like inclusive piece that they changed for for the show. So I thought that was pretty cool. What else happened in February? What else happened in February? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Titanic was re-released for its 25th anniversary. Into the public domain so we could put it on T-shirts. No, it just just in theaters. Oh. It was released in oh, theaters. Okay, okay. Uh, also, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania was released. Oh, okay. that's right. Um, and then a movie called Selfie uh, from Star Studios. I don't know. I think that's a, a India uh, studio. Also, what else happened? Um, Bob Iger announces the Walt Disney Company will be reorganized into three different divisions. Disney Entertainment, mm-hmm. ESPN, and Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Yeah. That happened. So that's definitely, I think, one of the, I think in the reorganization, we'll talk about that in some of the negative things that happened later, but that was part of the announcement, I believe, where he said that 8,000 cast members would be losing their jobs. And let's see, what oh, else? That's right, yes. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur premieres on the Disney Channel. And I think that's pretty much it for February. All right. 
March 2023. I, I think this was also one of the slower months. I remember going through the Disney blog and they had a lot of food posts and announcements and everything. I, I try to stay away from the announcements. Like in my notes, I really only added the month that something actually premiered, not the month when it was announced because, yeah. you know, yeah. date's subject to change. Uh, but in March, uh, Walt Disney World debuted a new doll on a wheelchair on It's a Small World. Now, this wasn't the first time that the Disney company had done this. They actually added two dolls on wheelchairs back in November of 2022, extending representation on the attraction to those uh, who are on wheelchairs. So I thought that was really nice that they added that, you know, here at Disneyland, obviously, but that in Walt Disney World, they followed suit and they added that in March. Uh, And that was also the same month that, uh, the reimagined Toontown opened. I think yeah. the original was like it was like originally scheduled for like March 18th or March 8th, and then instead it opened like March 19th or something. Correct. But correct. They had like a like a whole ceremony. Like Ken Potrock was out there with Pete the Cat yeah. and the mayor of Toontown. Some guy. I know we some talked. Dude. A, yeah. I know we <laughs> talked about this. When when it came up, but there's just some guy. And why is Roger Rabbit not the mayor of Toontown? This is what I want to know. Uh, but uh, we talked about this on an episode already, but I'm just going to say some guy that's not a toon is the mayor of a Toontown. It seems kind of fishy to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I don't want to go on to a, a, a huge tangent. Oh, you're, we still you, have many months to cover. Oh, you, boy. You but... know what? I have no promises here, but... <laughs> hmm, hmm. Maybe I should ask you on another episode. Then. That's fine. Go hmm. ahead. I'll hold. I'll. I'll try and just just pose okay, the question. Okay, we'll put a pin on it if 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 we feel like it's going to get too long. But obviously, Roger Rabbit, I feel, is used very sparingly because Disney doesn't fully own Roger Rabbit, right? Like Correct. it's it's a shared ownership. Correct. Okay, so I feel like they use. Roger sparingly so that they don't have to pay royalties as often Correct. for the use of the character. But what if they announced like Roger's cousin, you know, and he's the mayor of Toontown and he speaks ve- like with a very similar, you know, speech pattern and looks like very similar. Maybe he's got like a big goofy tie on because he's mayor of Toontown because obviously they can't use Eddie Valiant because Eddie falls into the same category. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. So what if we got like Roger's cousin, Jeffrey. Jeffrey the rabbit. <laughs> Jeffrey the rabbit, and he's the Maratune. You know, here's here I'll I'll give you the shortest answer I can. I would be happy if any tune was the mayor of Toontown and they just made that whole thing silly. Like, I don't care if it's freaking Scrooge McDuck is the bought himself the mayorship of Toontown. I don't care if it's Foghorn Leghorn and he's freaking from Looney Tunes. <laughs> like it could be any tune that that disney owns like and if we if we know anything from how toontown works and and all this stuff based on uh uh the chip and dale movie it could be any it could be freaking dipper whatever's name is from your from your uh oh my God, gravity falls it, it could uncle stan it could be who whoever <laughs> instead of this guy 
Oh. No, no offense. And I'm looking to this. forward to next week's episode, by the uh-huh. way, because there's some Gravity Falls stuff happening that we're gonna have to talk about. But that's for next episode. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. called a teaser, kids. So no offense to this guy, but the mayor of Toontown should be uh, a tune. So that's all I have to say about that. And we can get into Dude. Roger Rabbit's cousin. Jacob or whatever you said his name was. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> I like Jacob, too. Uh, so here, uh, it's so funny. Any wrestling fans listening will remember the day that the McMahons purchased WCW. Brief story. Shane McMahon, the, the son of Vince McMahon, took one out from under Vince. Like Apparently, Vince was all happy because he bought the competition and they were all going to merge into you know WWF at the time, WWE. Uh, on Nitro, which was the WCW show, they played the McMahon theme song and Shane came out, like the son came out. And so he does this whole speech because he's like, Dad, yes, a McMahon owns WCW, but the contract doesn't say Vince. It says Shane McMahon. And it just made me think, like, if it was Foghorn Leghorn, what a crazy, like, <laughs> WWE, WCW trip that would be if Mickey's, like, about to announce his new mayorship or Scrooge McDuck's like, I'm here to announce that I purchased my mayorship. And then Foghorn Leghorn, like, da 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 Hold on, I say, I say, I say, I am the mayor. I say, hold on. The contract for mayorship doesn't say Scrooge McDuck. It says a Foghorn Leghorn. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. Total tangent. April 2023. <laughs> uh, hold on. March. Wait, we missed something? Oh, hold uh, d- I don't know if I did all the March things yet. Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones reopened on March 17th at Adventureland after months of refurbishment. The EP Ripley returned to Disneyland. Oh, um, that's after right. After a long uh, overhaul. Also, Hulu celebrated its 15th anniversary seven months early Mm. uh, with a promotion with um, Coca-Cola and launched a new soft drink uh, called Hulu Fanta Surprise. Disney Plus Japan uh, launched the Disney Plus Star Anime Series brand in Japan. Okay, and then that's basically it. There's all the other tertiary merch things. All right. <clears throat> and of course, uh, I forgot to mention it in January and February, but uh, obvi- it happened in March as well. Rise of the Resistance broke down. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that happened. If we did that, if we did, <laughs> if we did every so, time that happened. That was my plan to would... add it at the end of every month. Yeah, but, but it breaks down <laughs> four times a day. I Well, you know, yeah. Let's, let's take some tallies. All yeah. Right. <laughs> April 2023. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of stuff that happened in March. I think we'll we'll try to compress to some of the more major events. I think that a lot of people are gonna, no, I'm gonna list remember. Them all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think the the biggest thing for me that happened in April of 2023 was uh, on April 28th, Disney celebrated World Wish Day by dedicating Main Street windows to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, to the actual foundation, which was pretty historic because that had never been done before. So they did the window for the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation for Chris Grishas, uh, who is the boy that inspired Make-A-Wish, and Frank Bopsy Salazar, who was the first official wish granted at Disneyland. Uh, I believe at the time, I'm pretty sure it's a lot more now, but I believe at the time Disney was celebrating granting uh, 150,000 wishes 
as of that ceremony. So I thought that was like uh, a really big thing for the company to celebrate. And it was a really cool uh, ceremony as well. Yeah, they're above the nurses area, right? Or the bait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across yeah. From, the, from the corn dog stand. Yeah, behind the little red wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a good highlight for for them. Yeah. Any any other big things happen at other parks or around the world in March uh in April, Andrew? The Walt Disney World's 50th ended its uh run including cha- getting rid of their 50th fireworks show and uh returning happily ever after um and harmonious at epcot lisa that's so weird harmonious uh (laughs) leaving uh epcot and a a temporary epcot forever returning also april 4th uh tron light cycle run opened in tomorrowland at the magic kingdom that's a pretty big one that's a pretty big one yeah uh, yeah only like five or six years in the making (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) for uh for april Hey, listen, it's um, yeah. 60 plus years for Tomorrowland here. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened? A Tokyo Disney Resort celebrates its 40th anniversary on April 15th. And then on April 27th, Maleficent caught fire during Fantasmic at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that was not a, not, a, not a positive highlight. No, but it happened. But it happened. Um, also April 18th, the Disney channel celebrates its 40th anniversary and April 1st, Walt Disney pictures celebrates the anniversary of rebranding from Walt Disney productions to Walt Disney pictures. Um, there you go. Yeah. And was there any movies released? Uh, star Wars return of the Jedi was re-released for its 40th anniversary, uh, in April. And I think also this was April. We get to, uh, Disney sues Florida or Ron DeSantis. I mean, Oh, that's when the lawsuit happened. I think happened. that is April, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't have many notes for May. The biggest things that I have for May was that uh, Ariel from the live-action film started appearing uh, at the Disneyland Resort throughout the summer, and Splash Mountain officially closed on May 30th to be reimagined as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Talk about something that was met with many a mixed review. Uh, I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but uh, I said it was a change that was way long overdue. I'm not the first person to say that, but I definitely agree with the sentiment that it was a change that was long overdue. Yeah, this one this one was a yay for some people, and then some didn't like it and was a nay. But you know what? Eh, good stuff's going to happen. Just like Tower of Terror. It's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, just think of, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but the way that Disney's like, like things are structured for something to get a complete overhaul, like, like they couldn't just be like, okay, well, all these animatronics keep breaking down. We're just going to put new ones in like that mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. Nope. Like they're like, <laughs> just keep fixing them, keep fixing them, keep fixing them. Like they can add new stuff, but like old stuff, it's just that's just how it's kind of structured. So if you want to redo something, you have to basically make a whole new ride or retheme the ride or attraction to to get anything done. So this was, I think, the best way to get an attraction that has been uh, very much plagued with 
shutdowns and animatronics not working, et cetera, et cetera, uh, into bring it into the 21st century instead of having the, you know, animatronics from the seventies, uh, you know, America sings stuff, uh, <laughs> just oh, creeping right. around in there. It's more Recycled modern. Matronics. Exactly. Recycle matronics. Recycle matronics. <laughs> I also have to, to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll make a shirt with recycled matronics. Uh, I also have to imagine that, I mean, I've, I can't confirm this in any way, but I would imagine that if you, if you think of when certain attractions were built, like codes for structures have changed a lot in the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So Every every five to ten years, new codes are added, especially in a place that has so much seismic activity like California does. And you would have to imagine that, you know, 20 years ago, the codes were different than they are now. And so retheming an attraction isn't just I would imagine that part of the reason they hold back on doing something like this for so long is because they'll they might have to pay for rezoning or for like you know retrofitting the attraction you know to fit the new code standards and all that stuff so it isn't just a matter of slapping in a handful of brand new animatronics or like putting some fresh paint on it there's a lot that goes into a retheming or restructuring of an attraction like this exactly well if you think about like um uh, uh, something that like everybody, you know, at least Disneyland goers probably remember is when Alice was getting its renovation and they were putting the projectors in and et cetera, et cetera. It was closed for quite a number uh, like, of months longer than it should have been because they had to update the entire uh, outdoor section of the track uh, to meet mm-hmm. code. Now, if they, it was, grandfathered in with you know being built in the 50s and da, da 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 but they were doing an extensive amount of remodel whatever there's some you know amount of whatever that california or osha or whomever says this is you know you can do this much work and then you don't have to change stuff but if you do this much work you have to change stuff you have to bring your stuff up to code so that's you know what happened with Alice? It happens to attractions all the time, you know, uh, or, you know, they just want to like the Haunted Mansion is getting a uh, ADA elevator uh, uh, in its uh, upcoming, you know, I think starting in January when it goes down for taking the holiday stuff out to add that gift shop and stuff. And that I think is more of a functional um, elevator than a, like a, uh, show elevator well i mean it's 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 not that the attraction isn't already ada compliant but it is it is more for uh functionality when it comes to the line backing up and stuff so this efficiency. way efficiency yep efficiency thank you i'm brain's not working <laughs> you're welcome because how it works right now uh you go in if you go in with the elevator you or with a wheelchair you you're the you go down the stretching room and you ride the traction, whatever, and then you come back up the stretching room and go out the same way. But I'm assuming that this elevator is going to be in some section where you don't have to go back up the stretching room. 
So I'm assuming you're going to come through the stretching room and do the whole queue or, you know, normally. And then when you leave, you go out this separate thing. So you're not having this big backup when it comes to people getting out of the, mm. the stretching room. So I think that's just like an efficiency thing. And that's just something they're doing to make cast members lives easier and make the attraction more efficient. Yeah. For for Disneyland fans that always wonder, like, well, why don't we have a people mover? ADA compliance is one of the biggest reasons why we don't have a people mover at Disneyland. Well, it's it's yeah, it's you have to being on the second floor like it was such a like uh, if people don't know, like you had to take like a staircase or an elevator up to mm-hmm. the second floor. And when when it was a staircase for the people mover and then an elevator or man lift to the uh third level for the the astrojets that were up there and so yeah it's there's like a tunnel and all this stuff when baba where buzz lightyear was you'd go underneath and all this stuff so it's just it's it's mostly it's that and then crumbling uh pillars fitting of the track and oh yeah there's yeah there's it's also like an aesthetics thing where it's like you you're have to have handrails on all of this the whole track now right and it's like well do you want a bunch of handrails like through all this track (laughs) it's it's yeah they just need to bulldoze tomorrowland start over but that's we'll see every episode yep on to on to may is that what we're doing (laughs) yep (laughs) uh that was may yeah so oh wait that uh, was may oh hold on that was may yeah that was when splash mountain closed Okay, then. Uh, and that kind of spawned this entire conversation. Okay, we're so still any on other May, big then. things happen May. Uh, May we have the release of. Uh, hold on, I clicked on the wrong tab. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Aye, that's May true. 5th. On the fifth. Uh, yeah, May fifth. On May second, the WGA goes on strike. That was a big one. That's that was it. a big one. Uh, May fifth, production begins on the Phineas and Ferb revival. Um, ABC celebrates its 80th anniversary, and uh, and the three little pigs celebrate their 90th anniversary. So that's that's it for me. Wow, they're old. Yeah, old old pigs. <laughs> wow, wow, damn. The three elderly pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. June, uh, halfway through the year here. June 2023. Some of the big notes that I have uh, are Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen reopens as Jazz Kitchen Coastal Grill and Patio. Boo. Weird random yeah. name. I, I really hope they would keep it as Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, but I, I, whatever. Uh, Beignets Express opens as part of the, the reimagining of the Jazz Kitchen. Clyde's Hot Chicken Cart opens uh further down in Tomorrowland. I think they're set up right by the the tram entrance, if I'm not mistaken, across from the Lego store. But uh yeah, Clyde's hot chicken man. Uh Rogers the Music Tomorrowland. I think oh. so. <laughs> I did downtown Disney. <laughs> downtown Disney. <laughs> I, I always associate the monorail, and I also said tram, by the way, yeah. instead of None monorail. Of us it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always associate the monorail in my mind to Tomorrowland, yeah. and so, like, I, regardless of when I think about it, like th- to me, it's always Tomorrowland. And apparently, uh, the, it's also the tram now. So, tram, tram, yeah. tram. 
Uh, Rogers the Musical premieres at the Hyperion Theater in DCA on June 30th. Uh, and then Disney was like, hey, we want more people to come to the parks uh, here in Southern California. So here's some new discounted tickets for as little as $83, blah, 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 blah. And then people are like, wow, discounted yeah. tickets. And then it was busy. And then it was busy. And also the Rise of Resistance broke down. Again. And Rise of the Resistance <laughs> broke down. <laughs> uh, anything else before we move to July? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny premieres on June 30th. Yeah. Um, Elemental is released on June 16th. Yep. Um, what else? June, Junie June Junerson. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) All right. Before we continue. Uh, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. For more information on how you can join the FGP Squad family, just head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a link with some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, a little bit about the FGP squad, and more information about what it's all about. But if you have any questions, you can always send us a message. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP squad family gets you a few additional perks like access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, uh, access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those, discount codes for brand new Podcasters gear, random giveaways, and more. So again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. I don't have very many things for July. The only thing I had in my notes is that Volunteers celebrated its 40-year anniversary. Nice. Uh, Anything else happen in July? Uh, In July, Bob Iger's contract as CEO of the Walt Disney Company was extended through 2026. As Um, predicted. uh, The uh, SAG-AFTRA goes on on strike on July 14th. Ah, yes. Um, other uh, theme park happenings Disney's Hollywood Hotel uh, opened in Hong Kong Disneyland Uh, oh this was just after being closed for three years for COVID together a Pixar musical adventure opens in Walt Disney Studios Paris and Mm -hmm. that's about it there's nothing exciting on TV that happened in July can we can we bring up the uh weird premiere that disney had for haunted mansion that was in july in august no that was july no, 28th july oh was it i thought it was yeah. in august. Yeah. july 28th no. the haunted mansion the most summer <laughs> movie you can think of the haunted oh, mansion <laughs> july listen i wait were we in july or are we in june we're in July. No, we're, no, in, we're July. in July. Oh, okay. We're yeah, in July. Yeah, we're in July. Okay. I'm so confused. So I I was still angered. At, oh, yeah. It was in July because we were talking about how there were people that were potentially scabbing for going yes. to the premiere because of the announcement of the SAG after strike. Yep. Right. Okay. It yeah, was for weird. Some it's <laughs> stupid. It should right. have been released in October. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Yes. Not in the heat. Or at least <laughs> September. Like 
And with the strike happening, they should have postponed it altogether. I get, yes. I know that they had the whole thing set up and everything, but yeah, who cares? They've made a bad uh, de- decision, it, a stupid decision. They it was a bad it. decision. Bad decision. It was. Bad it job, Disney. Yeah. Bad job. Speaking of the haunted mansion, uh, I, I, I know I said that I wasn't going to talk about announcements, but. August 2023 is when we got the announcement that the Haunted Mansion would be expanded and that we would be getting a new queue and the retail shop that Andrew was talking about a little while ago. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because I love the mansion. So (laughs) there, that's it. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Uh, It is closing in January when they close down to remove all the mansion holiday stuff. And it's going to be down for a while because of all the the construction and everything that's going to be going on as part of the reimagining of the area. But really, the two things for me that stick out in August 2023 was the news of the mansion. And, of course, uh, Rogers the Musical closed at the Hyperion, uh, which, you know, for a a little 30-minute show, it was... uh, I got a chance to see a video of it. I never saw it in person, but it was quite enjoyable. It was fun. I could have used with more live performer singing. Uh, There was some weird... uh... I know I talked about a weird uh, pre-record singing stuff. I know they do that for like, you know, money and blah, 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 negotiation, blah, blah. Who cares? But uh, anyway, uh, other than that, yes, it was very good. Yeah. Uh, any other big things happened in August? August. I had one. Where'd it go? Uh, San Francisco Square opened at California Adventure on August 31st. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Baymax and Hero and Ant Cass. It looks yeah. great at night. Bridge cool. thing. They got all those hanging lanterns that got Baymax face on them. Yeah, it's it's. I think they did a good job. Well, I mean, you know, you can thank the fact that we got that for the addition of Yokai. I mean, they had the area. Why not bring Yokai as part of? the the villains for Oogie Boogie Bash, right? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Stupid. He's boring. He's so boring. Why was his line so long? It made no sense. He's so boring. <laughs> I knew he'd be your favorite. I just knew it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, there was, yeah, it was just like, yeah, Yokai and only like a couple like above him. Like there was only like maybe 14 or 15 other villains above him in my list. Of people that I liked at Oogie Boogie Bash. Dude, talk about one of the future drafts. <gasps> Villains. Whoa. Judge Henry yeah. Doom. I don't know if his name's yeah, Henry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so, by the way, I, will, I do want to comment that because of the holidays and because of you know the technical issues and everything that we were having for the last week, I, I decided not to post the poll for our last draft on Instagram because... Instagram's a hot mess, yo. Like uh, yes. people only see our posts half of the time and unless we pay for it, they don't really get pushed out to people that are already following us, which is ridiculous. And I figured that because of the holidays, people weren't necessarily going to be on social media. They were generally going to post like a picture here or there, but they weren't really going to be scrolling through it all that much. Uh, so I decided to post the poll for the draft in January. That way we get, you know, we have people, uh, we give people an opportunity to listen to the episode. I know it's going to be a little past it because it was holiday content, 
but hopefully by then people will have already heard the episode. Maybe I'll post it the week that we release this one, so that, and, that it's at least in December. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to the episode, just vote for Andrew. Or <laughs> vote for <laughs> the guy that started off with the Santa Claus. Oh, was yeah. that me? Oh, oh, maybe maybe you should vote for me. I don't know who's you want. Else. You don't want to know why you got the Santa Claus because you got the first pick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I lucked out on that one. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put my pitch. If you like weird movies, then here you go. There's my vote. Go for it. <laughs> vote for me. Yes, vote for Hazen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so that poll's going to be going up. You know what? Now that I say it out loud, I guess I should post it at least in December because it's still like within holiday territory. Uh, yeah. If I post it in January, it's going to be like, yo, this is a month old already. Exactly. <laughs> all right, I'll post it this week then, the week that this episode releases as well. Uh, all right, let's go to September. September. Uh, so the biggest things that I have jotted down for September are Tiana's Palace. Opened on September 7th. September 27th, the new Global Disney Ambassadors were announced. And among those honored with the title were Jada Young and Raul Aquino Rojas for Disneyland Resort. And Serena Arivizu and Shannon Smith Conrad for Walt Disney World. Uh, Obviously, all the other resorts got ambassadors as well. But really, the two main parks we talk about are Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World. So they're the only ones I included. Uh, September 28th, the Disney Vacation Club officially opened their 16th property, the villas at the Disneyland Hotel. It was a new 12-story tower with 344 themed rooms celebrating the legacy of the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Anything on your list, Andrew, that I'm missing? Yeah, uh, September 19th, Avengers Vault opened at California Adventure. This is that weird little store that's in that weird fake uh, thing that's supposed to be the e-ticket thing eventually. I don't um, count it because that's supposed to be an attraction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> September 28th, uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser closes permanently. Uh, that's a big oh, one. Oh, right. Yeah. Big old flop. Um, let's see what else happened in September. Uh, September twenty seventh, the WGA strike officially ends. Yep. And yeah. also in September, twentieth uh, Century Studios re- releases a haunting in Venice. Um, Ooh. spooky. See, that's when you re- September release a spooky movie, not July. Come on, yeah. Um and uh well here's after the the strike was over right uh yeah just like right after not not the writer strike during not during trying to get a whole bunch of people to scatter I mean the actors strike was still going on so it was still released and some exciting TV news here Hazen just if you wanted some exciting TV news the thirty second season of Dancing with the Stars premiered on September twenty sixth I'm obviously. I mean, yes, the, th- the 30. Wait, that's the one. Is that the one with uh, Sochi Gomez? I don't, how am I supposed to know that? I don't know who that is to start off. She was in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse uh, of Madness. Cap- uh, America Chavez, right? Yeah. Got it. 
She's got weird hexagon star powers or whatever. Hexagon power. I don't yes. remember. Was it star? Star powers. She can travel through the multiverse in a star. That's star power, right? And that's actually what happens. You hear that song every time she opens a portal to another dimension. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's edit that video. All right, October. 2023 October I I didn't have a lot of notes for this one the only thing that I remember uh, just kind of looking back loosely on my stuff was TikTok and Disney entered a partnership to bring you the Disney 100 experience including a new hub they had that Disney trading card game and you could get those little like like crowns or adornments for your profile picture and stuff it's like it was a big deal because TikTok had never done anything like that uh, they also had like the Disney 100 playlist and everything. So uh, that was really the only thing I jotted down for October. Uh, October 16th, the Walt Disney Company celebrates its 100th anniversary. Um, oh, yeah. As part of their 100th anniversary. <laughs> they celebrate their That was the whole partnership. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, uh, October 16th, Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, opens at Epcot. Um, October 15th, Fantasmic celebrates 25 years at Walt Disney World. And also the Walt Disney statue called Dream Makers debuted at Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, also in October. Oh, but uh, October 2nd, Toy Story Fun Day Football premiered on the Disney Channel. We talked about that. We did talk about that. Duke Kaboom yeah. uh, and all that stuff. And October 16th, Once Upon a Studio premieres on the Disney Channel. Disney Junior, Freem 4, FX, FXM, and FXX. Remember, we yes. liked that. Once Upon a Studio. That we was did good. like it. We liked that. They should, yeah. do more, they should do more of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Anyway. That, okay. October. Good. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was October. November. Uh, I only have one thing in my notes here. I have the new Adventureland Treehouse. Op- oh, no, wait. I do have two things. Her. I I'm, oh, I keep hi. trying to block this out of my memory. So the new Adventureland Treehouse opens at Disneyland, but uh-huh. the uh, uh, Disney World stole the Hatbox Ghost and added uh, the Hatbox Ghost to their mansion. Uh, listen, I get it. We still have to do an episode where we talk about the Haunted Mansion movie, by the way. And in that episode, I can explain further as to why I understand why the Hatbox Ghost was added. Obviously, if you've seen the film, you understand why he was He was added for merchandise purposes only. This is the only reason that I will accept that he was added. Merchandise purposes. Greed. Greed. And if if it makes you feel better... Always remember that their attraction is basically based off of a movie now. Ours is not. So there may be fighting words. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the, see, okay. I, we'll do a whole thing. We got to talk. Right, we yeah, got to talk. Let's about save it this. for the episode. Let's save it for the mansion movie episode. All right. But yes, uh, they got the, the Hatbox Ghost. So. Whatever. Yes. It happened. <laughs> That's a thing. Let's move on to December. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. You didn't ask Andrew if he has November. I it they got me so angry with oh, this. Oh no. One. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. We'll just move on got to me all fired up now. 
November twentieth, World of Frozen <laughs> opens at Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, oh right, yeah, with the uh, Oaken sliding sleighs and a, a ah, like redone Frozen uh, River Journey or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the one well, that's similar in Epcot, yeah, but they have different faces. Um, a revamped version of Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam returns to uh, Hollywood Studios at uh, Jollywood Nights. And also, uh, The Marvels is released in theaters by Marvel, which I still haven't seen yet. And also the animated film Wish is released November 22nd. Yeah. And uh, Mickey and Minnie celebrate their 95th birthdays November 18th. uh, November 8th, the SAG after strike ends. And the last thing, on November 16th, the Disney Parks and Experiences and Products was rebranded as Disney Experiences. As I, this is the website I'm reading this on. If anything happens, like with like the parks, or like it's just they'll say that it's the Disney Parks Experiences and Products is rebranded as Disney Experiences as part of the Disney 100 Years of Wonder celebration. Like, yes, that was definitely part of their marketing strategy for the Disney 100 Years of Wonder. You never know. Rebranding. Stranger the... things have happened. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Anyway, uh, now you can go to yeah, December. There was, you can there go was to a December, lot more man. stuff, but then... Yeah, we already talked about anyway, it. It's right, fine. I know, I know. I'm trying to cool down, trying to cool down here. Just, just got to get it out of my system. December 2023. There you go. Uh, Walt the Dreamer, the statue debuts in the World Celebration Gardens at Epcot. Uh, For those that attended D23, you had an opportunity to see um, what the statue was going to look like in the Imagineering Pavilion. Uh, You know, some people have made fun of the statue. They spend a lot of time memeing it up for the statue i i think it's fine it's walt sitting down right you mean you mean pooping walt oh boy is this what we're talking about the poop i, the, I wasn't the, gonna call it that I, no. but i did i was fine with calling it that i'm just homer simpson backing into the bushes right now <laughs> yeah i think i think yeah. the biggest i didn't, didn't want to call it that because you know I think the reason it got that like meme stuff is from the D23 Expo because of how like the the pedestal they had like the mock-up sitting on like was very toilet-esque and you could like get a little what well, it was just it was just that thing and now now it's been uh I think yeah, memefied, memefied into oblivion. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, December was also when the Disney Company announced, or this month, I guess. This uh, month. was also the month that the Disney Company announced that they were going to acquire Comcast's third stake in Hulu for $8.61 billion. Disney already owned the Fox part of it and the Disney part of it, and now they were going to own the Comcast part. <clears throat> I think that the $8.61 billion is a preliminary number. I think they were going to revise that to make sure that depending on what the market value was at the end of the last quarter, there could be some adjustment for it. Gotcha. But um, it, it was basically a done deal, and that's why we started to see 
some of the Hulu content make its way to Disney Plus for the first time. And we had already kind of seen them experiment with this because we had already uh, talked about how they were possibly going to merge the app. You know, if they did do the acquisition, that we would end up with just one app. I still think that Hulu is the superior app between the two. The one thing that still worries me about it is that there's going to be more price hikes. I didn't remember reading this at the time, but a recent thing that I read, I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I don't know the exact quote, but uh, Bob Iger had mentioned that they were going to raise the prices kind of on purpose to try to get people to pay less so that they could serve more ads, like to basically to price people out so that they prefer to just watch the ads with the free one or like they, the less expensive one. They make more money on the ads than they do on the subscription. Far, right. far and so, away. Yeah. And he basically said, yes, we're going to keep raising prices like to get people angry so that they drop down and we can serve them ads. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it boils down to. Well, I mean, this if you think about it, that's why cable works like cable and satellite TV. Yeah. And st- like, that's why it's the price that it is, is because there's commercials because most of your stuff is paid by commercials. So, yeah. Anyway. Right. But th- that's the problem, right? That a lot of us cord were cord cutters to avoid yeah. that. And we went to these streaming services. And now because every company wants to have their own streaming service, it feels like it's cheaper to go back to cable, but yep. then you go back to cable and you're still stuck with ads and you're paying that much for cable. So it's it's getting ridiculous, quite frankly. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, let's see. Disney Dreamlight Valley exits public beta. That was a big one for me. So that was in my notes. Uh, a year in the making. So yay. And then they're like, and hey, this one was paid instead we're not actually free gonna be free yes making a lot of people angry um oh and speaking of people making people angry this one's just for funds because you know sometimes you wear stretchy pants just for funds Mm -hmm. uh disney pulls advertising from x and elon musk throws a public fit uh calling disney calling bob Iger a bunch of names on stage and Mm -hmm. like basically going on a on a rant at a conference that he was at because, you know, why you take my money, Disney? Oh, I'm so sad. You, know, you don't like so, free speech, according to me. Yeah. So I, I threw that one in just for fun. Just so. for fun. Anything else, Andrew? December that I missed? December, yes. I know this, I miss a bunch of stuff. But. Uh, December 10th, Beast Library closes oh, at right. California Adventure. Yes. Um. December 20th, the Zootopia opens at Shanghai Disneyland. I could say, what was it, two days ago, Zootopia car it's ran t- over a kid. What? Uh, yeah, you didn't hear about that? No, that's no, definitely th- in the losses column for Disney. Yes. Long story short, the vehicles have seat belts, and the kid wiggled out of the seat belt because they dropped their ears or stuffed animal or something. And like jumped out of the car to go grab it, and then one of the trackless vehicles like, like struck them and was kind of like pinned under it. The child <gasps> was injured, but not you know mortally injured. Oh, um, so man. they released statements like, "Listen to the rules, stay in your seats," and they opened it the next day. Um, oh, sheesh. So that happened. 
Um, what else? Disney 100, A Century of Dreams premieres on ABC. Marvel Studios celebrates its 30th anniversary, December 7th. Yeah, and uh, Disney fires Jonathan Majors uh, as King the Conqueror, December 18th, after uh, he did some bad things. Yeah. Oh, oh, and Doctor Who premiered on Disney+. Plus. Oh, and December 7th, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora was released on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, here, let me run through really quick some of the stuff. Uh, for video games in 2023, the releases are January 10th, Disney Music Parade, April 11th, Tron Identity, April 28th, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, June 30th, That's a good game. Aliens Dark Descent, July 28th, Delusion Island, uh, September 28th, Disney Speedstorm, October 19th, Gargoyles Remastered, and then we covered Dreamlight Valley being released uh, on uh, out of beta and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Um, apparently, two other games that were supposed to be released this year but have not, uh, The Haunted Mansion and Marvel World of Heroes. Um, yeah. So who knows? Marvel World of Heroes... I was looking forward to that one. I remember seeing that one or being a part of the panel where they talked about it at D23. Essentially, it was a Pokemon Go with Marvel characters. It was Mm -hmm. like an AR-based thing where you went around doing missions and finding Avengers and stuff like that. And they even gave out like a special coin thing, pin that, you know, was going to come into play somehow as part of the game. And still waiting for that one. I just wanted to, uh, in memoriam, 2023, folks, uh, the folks we lost. I know it's kind of a downer to end with, but but uh, I don't want to to miss out on on uh, all the people that that uh, we lost in 2023. So I'll go through these real quick. I'll just read everybody on the list, whether they're notable, uh, you know, really well known or not. Uh, so January fifth. Earl Bowen, January 11th, Charles Kimborough, February 27th, Bernie Madison, March 12th, Rolly Crump, March 17th, Lance Reddick, April 8th, Michael Lerner, April 26th, D.D. Wood, May 21st, Ray Stevenson, May 24th, Tina Turner, June 29th, Alan Arkin, July 30th, Paul Rubens. August 19th, Ron Cephas Jones. October 24th, Richard Roundtree. And December 13th, uh, Dick Nunes. Uh, So that is our in memoriam for uh, 2023. Uh, Also, I mean, we didn't even cover any of the Disney Plus stuff that was released in 2023. There's a ton of Disney Plus content, too. If you wanted yeah. to, uh, we could. Okay, fine. Secret Invasion, Hazen, American Board Chinese, nobody, nobody Hazen, nobody Andor, Hazen, uh, Magic Camp. You said Secret Hazen. Invasion, and I checked out. Willow, The Muppets Mayhem. Prom Willow was Pat. taken off. I well, like, it was they were it, all removed it, and scrapped. I know it was released and taken off all in the same year. What can you do? I don't know. Anyway, that happened. Uh, all right. Well, before we wrap up the episode, obviously, um, you know, some of the bigger things we mentioned a handful of them throughout the episode, but obviously some of the things that, you know, weren't 
great for the Disney company was the feud with the governor of Florida, you know, the lawsuit and everything that was pending. Uh, the SAG after strike caused delays and issues at the box office for Disney. And the WGA strike. And the WGA strike. That's right. They announced that they were going to be laying off 8,000 employees as part of the restructuring. It wasn't received very well when during the strike, Bob Iger uh, said that the demands that the writers and actors were putting forth were, or that they weren't being realistic during strike negotiations uh, when, you know, he and other executives were celebrating very large paychecks. And, you know, they were being unrealistic. Uh, ESPN was split from Disney into, like, its own, like, separate unit, which a lot of people speculated that ESPN was going to be sold. Uh, But then Bob Iger said, no, we're not going to sell it. It's just kind of part of the restructure. They're going to handle their own things now, which is really weird. Uh, One of the biggest negatives um, I remember from this year was that we lost a bunch of shows from Disney Plus and Hulu as a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. And that one I think was one of the one of the big ones that upset me because you know we I remember when we talked about it when it happened like those shows they they're basically destroyed like they don't get transferred to another network they're not syndicated they're not anything like they they're literally just sitting just on destro- a hard drive somewhere yeah it it it's they just don't exist to the company anymore and that's horrible because if they don't release them on DVD or anything like that, there are people that actually enjoy a lot of the shows that were taken away and, you know, we would pay money to have them on DVD so we can watch them. And we were never given the option to do stuff like that. So the fact that companies can just do that is sad, you know? Um, Let's see. They, there's also this big question about what's going to happen to the TV assets uh, because they were like Bob Iger had talked about how he was going to generate cash uh, using the TV properties like ABC, Disney Channel and stuff like that through a potential sale. So I know that, you know, it, it's really weird. Like, I, I know that's a positive for the company in some ways, but you kind of. I don't know if I should see it as a negative or a positive because Disney owns too much in in the eyes of many, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, they've been struggling so much. Like, they've had so many losses. Like, they've had a lot of stock, you know, losses um, that Bob Iger's trying to maneuver, like, the lawsuits and, you know, the things in Florida. There's also this big class action lawsuit um, that alleges that women that work for the Disney company, like over like 9,000 women employees were paid less than their male counterparts. Uh, and that's a more recent like lawsuit as well. Like that was like early December. Uh, and I think the court had ruled that they were going to allow the lawsuit to go forth because uh, it was like part of the Equal Pay Act I don't know all of the details. That's kind of what I remember, like, off the top of my head. But uh, it's definitely something I'm going to try to learn more about and and let you know in a future episode. But that is obviously a big thing that they're not dealing with. And the biggest thing that I think they're still struggling with and they've been struggling with all year is who is going to be Bob Iger's successor. 
right? I think there's been inklings that it's possibly Josh tomorrow. We've seen Josh and Bob Iger a lot together in parks and photos and, you know, traveling and stuff. But is it Josh? Is it not Josh? You know, who's who's ready to take the reins of the Disney company? Um, so, you know, there's a lot that I think is going to change in the for the Disney company in 2024. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, 2023 was a roller coaster, you know, with everything happening, especially the way that the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA strike just kind of threw things off the rails for a while, which is what a strike is intended for, right? It did its job. Um, but as we look forward to 2024, again, I think there's going to be a lot of changes coming to the Disney company. Um, I hope that there's a lot more positive than negative. Uh, I think depending on where you fall on the spectrum of how you were affected by some of the negatives that happened in the Disney company, you might see things a little bit differently than others. Obviously, if you were one of the employees that was laid off, you're you're going to tend to fall more on the negative side of you know everything that happened for the company. Obviously, every company has ups and downs. I think Disney is just under a bit of a microscope because they're such a public company. There's so many people that, you know, use Disney as their comfort zone. The the good and the bad about people using the Disney company, at least to me, again, I can't speak for either one of you, but uh, to me, the good and the bad thing about people using the Disney company, the company as a comfort zone is that at times we can get blinded you know, as fans of the company to the seemingly bad things that they are doing, you know, how they treat cast members at times and, you know, how they don't represent them, you know, equally and all this stuff that that comes to light. And with social media being what it is these days, a lot of those things come to light a lot sooner than they would have when social media wasn't as accessible as it was before, you know. So, again, I I hope that 2024, the restructuring and everything that Bob Iger is working on, I hope does benefit the Disney company because I think they are in a way, I think they've fallen victim to having too much and not knowing what to do with all the stuff that they have, right? Like there's times where I just think back and think of the Muppets, for instance, and think, man, they should just sell that back to Henson. And just be like, hey, you guys do what you do. We don't know what to do with the Muppets. Go back and do what you do best with them. Here, give us give us a number. We're selling this back to you. You know what I mean? Because then it's just not a lost property. Like It's not like the Henson Company is going to compete with Disney. You know, If anything, they'll supplement it. One way we could think about it is that things do have to get worse in order to get better. And I think we're at that point of where it's worse because there's a lot of like downs changes can be hard so we could see good stuff yeah i agree i mean i you hate to see the fact that like you said sometimes things have to get worse before they get better like it sucks that that has to be the case but i'm hopeful that things are on an upswing in many ways for the disney company next year uh and that a lot of the negative feelings that people have had this last year because of some of the things that have happened will begin to correct themselves over the next year and beyond, obviously. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a, 
uh, uh, growing pains, I guess, is you know the more the the more you buy, the more you acquire, the bigger you get, the harder it becomes, I guess, and and they're dealing with that firsthand. So, and we're just along for the ride. <laughs> And yeah. there's nothing we can do about it except sit back and watch and see what happens. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, I don't want to end on what is seemingly a negative note, right? Because it's not meant to be negative. If we want to be positive, what is one thing you're looking forward to changing or like upgrading or being reimagined or whatever you want to describe it as in either the Disney company or the Disneyland resort since that's the, where we frequent the most or where, you know, we tend to, to frequent the most like planned things or just things we, we want to get done. Either things you want to get done or something that's already planned. Okay. Okay. Um, well for sure the addition to mansion, like that's something I'm excited to Mm -hmm. see and just the, the, the progress because that's always exciting and just to see like it's fun to see a land get changed when you really can't do that so that's that's something i'm excited for yeah um i you know for something that's planned and announced i'm excited for the uh return of phantasmic and the return of the um the peter pan segment uh coming back to fantastic and i'm also excited to see what is happening with maleficent you know what if there's going to be a stand in for a while what 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 is going on there i'm excited to see (laughs) what is going to be happening for that so that's that's definitely uh on the list there two really great ones uh, I have to say that I'm looking forward to what the reimagining of Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to look like. Uh, for the most part, it's going to be the exact same structure as Splash Mountain. But I am curious to see how the story is going to go, what they're going to add, and how they're going to pull off some of the effects that uh, are in the artwork that we've seen, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm really excited for that. But really... Uh, wild speculation time okay okay i'm most looking for and i'm just going to put this out in the universe ready i'm looking forward to uh at the d23 expo in august when josh tomorrow comes out on stage and says hi everyone you know i'm the guy that does the parks and you know resorts and i lead that all blah blah you know he talks about his title and everything and then he's like uh, I'm here to announce that here at the Disneyland Resort, starting at the end of 2024, we are closing down Tomorrowland, tearing most of it down, and restructuring it with brand new attractions, including a Tron light cycle coaster. More info will be coming out in the future, but here's some concept art of what the new Tomorrowland will look like. And uh, wild speculation we finally get a brand new Tomorrowland announced at the D23 Expo in August. I, I yeah, sign it. I like it. You know, let's uh, re- reaching for the stars and uh, uh, might as well uh, put it out there. Hopefully it'll happen, you know. I second. Uh, I, everybody get your wishing lanterns and make a wish and let it float up into the sky. Or you could throw coins into the well. <laughs> 
for us. Or what, <laughs> into Snow White's well. Yes. Or whatever happens in that movie Wish, where wishes happen. Yes. That I'm sure we all have seen, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw Wish. Yeah, Wish. Yeah. About wishes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, one of these days. One of these days. Yeah. Happy 2023, everybody. We did it. Woo. All right. So that's it. Uh, happy 2023, everyone. That was our little recap of everything that happened. Again, it was like a giant episode of Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. So, Andrew, hey. you, we kind of got one final segment in for 2023. We did it. I, But I didn't have to do a bunch of writing. So that's uh, <laughs> great news for me. Well, there you go. So that's it. Until next time, which is next year at this point. It's going to be 2024. So keep dreaming. Keep moving forward. And always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.